Unidentified vessel. Please submit your clearance codes. This is Justin. Force will be with you. This is Josh. Boys. This is Kyle. And we are the Outer Rim Beacon. Hey, hey! Welcome to the Outer Rim Beacon. Bobby Frick over here. From Babu Frick to Bo Katan. Oh, this is the kind of stuff that thing. Justin says. Yes. But I'm not Justin, I'm Josh. And I'm here with. Uh, this is Kyle, and uh, that was pretty smooth. That was like right out of Justin's playbook, but you made it your own. I really liked that. Um, sick intro. I'm only bad at this because I don't do it all the time. If I did it all the time, I'd get good at it. Yeah. But thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, check us out on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Friendster, Zanga, um, Live Journal, Outer Rim Beacon. Uh, that's our name. And uh, we're also available on electronic mail, outerrimbeacon at gmail.com. The G yeah. stands for Google. Google Mail. Yeah, they're the ones that host it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so, um, you know, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things wherever Positive you listen. review would be nice, but, you know, yeah. constructive criticism is helpful, too. Yep, but it's got to be constructive, you know? Yeah. Don't just Give us a compliment sandwich. Oh, that'd Give be us great. a compliment sandwich. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you might have noticed that we've been dropping two episodes a week. One for the Bad Batch. Indeed we have. The Bad Batch episode also includes the news. Yeah. And then one for Mando. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, what? A, man- a Bad Batch plus news episode? It's in the feed. Go listen to it. Yeah. Um, you could even but- just tune in for the news, which includes our uh, little discussion about Jedi Survivor, which comes out in five weeks. Yes. Or, or not. You just- know, whatever. It's your world. Whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. Just live your life. We're, it's your world. We're just talking into microphones in your world. It's also a Mick so, world, too, from what I understand. Did you know that? Maybe that was oh, only in the 90s. Mick world! You didn't know that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's a, wow. I made a McDonald's reference that you didn't get? Wow. I know. That's wild. Man. That is wild. Uh, Tabitha is going to hear this and be pissed because she probably sees those commercials on the 90s shows that she still watches on her laptop. It's, it's possible. Tab also likes, well, one, she doesn't listen to this show. I, two, yeah, I figured it was safe bet. <laughs> two, two, uh, um, she likes to watch those like several hour long like compilations of ads from the 90s. And, um, and you still don't know YouTube. about Mick World? Jeez. No. Well, now, like, now I need to look like it up. It's like back before I'll... the... Ba, da, ba, ba, ba. You know? that, maybe, maybe that's why I don't remember it. I'm like not that much older than you. I'm like two years I, older than you. I remember Mac at Night. Yeah, that was like the guy with the moon head? Hell yeah. That was so much longer ago. That was like the 80s. No, it was the 90s because Bill Elliott had a Mac at Night NASCAR car. So. Well, geez. 
Speaking of staying more on topic this episode. Hey, you <laughs> I know that one was me. <laughs> that was that you. Was but I, I thought for sure Mick you, would, you you would roll with Mick World. Jeez. I, I'm loving I'm loving it though. Yeah. Well, I hey, see what you did there. Yeah. You, you doubled my You know what? I don't know about this I I yeah, I don't know about this Mick World, but if you want to have it your way, you know, that's fine. Uh how dare you? <laughs> No, no king talk in this no, on this yeah, podcast. I, we we arches only. No, no monarchy in this household at whatsoever. Don't even get me started on Wendy. Actually, in Ohio, <laughs> we respect Wendy. Yeah, I know. I've been to the fir- I've been to the first Wendy's in Columbus. You oh, wouldn't yeah? know it was, except there's like a little plaque on the wall. Was Dave there? I think Dave was already um, in that. Um, Dave's single in the sky. Uh rip. At that point in time. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. The square burger still slap, dog. Respect. So nah, I can't. Always fresh, never frozen. What? It just made me th- I just saw a thing. There was a there was a famous locally famous wrestling fan who I don't know a famous wrestling fan you said locally famous locally famous okay in the metro Detroit area and he's he was known as piss jug Mike obviously so all over my all over my internet today I saw tributes to are you sure you're not doing a piss jug Mike trailer park boys bit right now it sounds like it, and piss jugs are the way of the road, but... Uh, so I've been told. Anyway, okay, on topic. How, oh, hold on, How did? where did that even come from? Because you said rip. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I can't tell you how many pictures of piss jug Mike I've seen today, and Clearly I was just like, lot. man. Yeah. I'll send you one later. I am recording, right? Okay, good. <laughs> Jeez. Can we, can we, you know what? So from piss jugs to Dr. Pershing. Yeah, enough's enough. Can we talk about the Mandalorian? Let's do it. No news. No news. Got to go to the other episode for that. Um, Actually, I'm going to say the cold open was probably my favorite part of this whole episode. Not that this was a bad episode by any means, but um, all that stuff down in the mines of mandalore was very cool and the the, dog fight the dog fight yeah was also very cool so um they were like michael vick up in the sky but it was crazy too too far too far (laughs) i'll allow it uh i'm not gonna like it but (laughs) (laughs) just cut it out (laughs) (laughs) no you made your bed you are gonna sleep in it now i didn't Uh, say it was okay i didn't say i did not condone (laughs) Michael Vick's um, thing that he got in trouble for. You know, I love dogs. Uh, who doesn't? I love um, dogs more than people. Well, I guess Michael Vick. But um, the whole stuff down there in the mines, I love that. I I feel like, and I wasn't on last week, and I feel like it started last week, but I feel like Din and Bo are both kind of like meeting in the middle like yeah they're realizing that din is realizing that some of that children of the watch stuff was like come on that's a little bit too much we're taking that maybe a little too literal 
And now Bo keeps coming up to all these things that are like, um, kind of things that she wrote off as just superstition and old Mandalorian rituals. Like, there's a little bit more to it than she really gave it credit, you know? Um, yeah. No, 100%. And I'm loving and I th- it. Yeah, no, it's a cool dynamic that they have right now. And I, I did point this out in the episode last week that you can tell um, there's two points. And now we're just talking about last week's episode. But there's there's two points where you can see her kind of like, okay, you kind of start to flip with Din, right? So it's like when he he pays respect to her dad. Like you, that I think that catches her for a second when he like very like he gets choked up saying this is the way, mm-hmm. you know, like to, uh, when talking about her dad dying in the Civil War, and then the other thing uh, is is you can see her kind of once he starts to say the walk into the water and say the creed, you can see, and it's like it's a perfect juxtaposition because right before that she's like reading the historical marker and kind of like mm-hmm. taking the piss out of it and um and then but she kind of like as she's watching him you can you can see it and then obviously like seeing the mythosaur kind of completely sure well and it's also it, like but, it's this thing that it's clearly a coming of age ritual that she did as a mandalorian but didn't really take it seriously and yeah. here's den as an adult doing it presumably for the first time yeah definitely for the first time because we know he's never been to mandalore before yeah um with just a hundred and fifty percent sincerity yeah and then of course the there's always a little bit of truth in legends what this mythosaur that was supposed to be you know like a dragon to us, you know, like a, a legendary story. Um, there it is. It, it was there. It's under the mines that were opened up by the bombing caused seismic activity. And now the mines are all deep and that's why Din fell in. And that's where the myth store was. That was supposed to be extinct, I guess. Um, yeah. So I guess, so I guess a dinosaur would be a better analogy. Um, it, it you know, the, it's more like King Arthur. Semi-legendary. Well, we know it's based on some real stuff. Some of it is based on real stuff. Yeah, because like, that's like, was her whole thing, too, is she doesn't even believe that that's all real, and now she's coming to terms with, like, I guess there is a little more truth to it. Yeah. Than she was giving it credit. And then, you know... For what it's worth, she never whipped that helmet off. She could have popped it off in her ship at any point in time, um, and she didn't. Whether that was a conscious choice or just a a thing, I think I think it was a coincidence, and then it became a conscious political move at the end. Well, once she was there, and that was definitely, I think she was. Well, yeah, I, I'll go with it, and I'll just play along now do you think she's going to stay with them for some period of time and i think she's going to stay as long as it benefits her specifically her i don't think yeah. i think she has more respect for 
the Creed and for Din Jaren specifically, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that she has more respect for the children of the watch, but I think that she's going to play along because mm-hmm. it's working for her right now. Cause that's the kind of person that she is. I mean, and love her for it. Like, you know, she's calculating and I think she's know. also softened to the whole thing, but I, sure. I agree that I don't believe she is now like a true believer or anything. Yeah. Like no, I that. think it's more of a din thing than a them thing though. Mm-hmm. And th- I think that, you know, when we're talking about meeting in the middle too, I think the, and I think the thing that, that Din does is that even though he comes from this place where it's like, we immediately shun you if you are different than us, he always treats her like they're the same. Mm-hmm. He says, our kind, he's, he doesn't like he doesn't seem off put by her not right. having her helmet on when they're together like he he talks about it like we're the same thing we're both mandalorians like her mandalorianness isn't in question to him because of her belonging to a different not belonging to his sect right. whereas like if she showed up with her helmet off to the armor they would have been like you know Apostate. two steps away from shooting on sight you know right. like yeah Instant she's not not only is she an apostate, but she's an, a she's a famous apostate that they blame for right. the downfall of their planet. Um, which it's wild because she's like one of their forebears. Because like our we, I feel like we. Well, she's like of a royal bloodline for sure. Well, well, that, but also I think they haven't directly said it, but all the implications is that like the children of the Watch were born out of Death Watch. And she was a part of that before yeah. the Night Owl situation, too. Yeah. Um, before we get on from here, uh, because I, I do want to talk about that space battle a little bit. Um, I, I loved, like, the whole time, because I did rewatch this episode, the whole time she's just scanning the water and scanning the water and that little flashlight on her helmet is back and forth across the just the still surface of that water like she can't believe what she saw she asked din like specifically did you see anything alive uh but then she doesn't mention it like she is completely shook by that what she saw down in those mines um and you know that's going to have to come to a head. I, I, God, I hope we see that mythosaur this season, and we don't have to wait another year or two or however many more for a payoff. Because uh, God knows they're going to milk this show for some time. I'm sure it's so popular. Yeah. Um, but I, re- I really cannot wait for the payoff on that. Do you think that's something that's like already in the works that's going to pay off, like in this story arc that we're already in, or, or is it going to be? next season or even more multiple years i mean so i could see it not being this season just because we're already like hat like this week is the halfway mm-hmm. um and we don't have a lot of time left but at the same time i think that they definitely that's not a re- like i know they've talked about like favreau and feloni have talked about like oh writing the next, you know, oh, we're working on the next season right now or whatever, mm-hmm. like whenever it was, right? They're not like, um, and that's that's not a reveal that I think that those two guys make without a plan for what's next with that thing, with, with the Mythosaur. 
Um, so I think th- I think the story beats for the Mythosaur and probably this whole like Mandalorian redemption arc um, are already like planned out, plotted out. Yeah. Which it's wild. Did you did you expect the, him to get in the living waters within like a handful of episodes? No, not really. I thought, I thought that it was, was going to be like a whole season thing. Yeah, I thought that was going to be kind of the culmination of the season rather than the kickoff to it. But I'm here for it. I like it. Let's just get down to business. Let's get back well, to it. I think it. we're leading to a Mandalorian Civil War. That's what it's going to be. Uh, not, a re- not a unification? No. Because I don't, I don't think Bo... I don't know. Yeah, I guess it could go one of two ways. It's so low. It'll, it'll, it'll see. It'll. I just a civil war would almost wipe them out at this point. I don't have faith that people with those firm beliefs and that much history of infighting are going to figure it out. Unless one of them rides a mythosaur, man. Yeah, that's a whole bunch of shit in perspective. You think? Yeah. That's like maybe if they ride that Boba Fett on a dragon. Maybe if they ride that mythosaur while wielding the dark saber, that's like an exclamation point on an underlined sentence. So bolded, yeah, italicized, yeah. <laughs> is that an Arlo Guthrie reference? Um, I don't know. So yeah, I, I'm into all that stuff. I can't wait for it to pay off. I will say at the very, very end too. She also does a really, really long look at the mythosaur skull that's hanging on the wall of the. Whatever the room that that forge is in, that the covert, yeah. covert hangs out at. Um. So, uh, uh, do you have anything else to say about the mines? That I think, I mean, we've really we've talked about about five no. minutes of the episode so far for like a long time. Yeah. But um, from there, they're taken off, and ostensibly they're headed back to um. Corva- what do you remember the name of her planet that she lives on? Nope. Carvalis, something like that. I can't remember, and I feel like a jerk now because I shouldn't even have mentioned it. But uh, they were going to head back there to go to Din's ship, and of course they are attacked by some Thai interceptors. Um, And I haven't seen. Now I'm not. I'm not plugged into the internet, the Star Wars internet, like like Josh or a lot of other people, but. I haven't seen a bunch of people mention this or really anybody say anything, but right before um, the the TIE fighters pop up on the radar, or Grogu uh, tries to warn them. He's like hmm. making sounds like da, 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 whatever. He tries to talk a few times in the last couple episodes, it seems like to me, but... Um, on the second watch, I noticed it. And if you go back, you'll see uh, right before the ties show up, he's like talking to them, trying to get their attention. And then they pop up, you know, obviously he sensed them coming with the force. Um, uh, I would love to see him find a way to be able to communicate with these guys during this series. Do you think that's in the card someday? Or are we always going to have like a baby Grogu that just coos and, we don't really know what he's thinking or saying. We gotta get. I, we have to get to that point at some point, right? That he's like able to communicate. We have to. I would think so. It's gonna. It's like it, I don't know. I, 
I don't know. It's. It, I think it'll be weird at some point to make that jump. Uh, but yeah, because right now he's he's like in this weird spot where he's like, because he obviously knows what's going on. I feel like we treat him more like a smart dog, right? Like he's cute and all. Oh, look, oh, Lassie's t- Lassie. What? Who's in the well? You know, like, or, like. But he's also oftentimes the oldest person in the room. You know, yeah. like it's it's kind of a weird thing. Um, but I would I think I think it would be interesting. I think it'll it would add another dynamic. And uh, if he's going to be part of the crew and he has these abilities, well, I. Whatever, I think it's inevitable. I think that's what they're building to. Like I said, I saw it in that episode. Maybe you rewatch it. Tell me if I'm crazy, but I swear to you, um, he was able to sense them coming, and he tried to warn them, and then they popped up on the radar. I believe it. I mean, they've already done a bunch to show us that he's more cognizant of what's going on and understanding what people are telling him and what mm-hmm. you know he's already he's already show, they've we've already seen that like even though he can't talk yet he's he knows what's being he understands what's being said to him uh yeah i so. agree so i i'd love to see that get a little more I, I don't think he needs to go immediately to like full-on sentences and we know that obviously his species can talk and different ways because yaddle talks normal and yoda talks like a crazy person so we'll see it could be anything but i'm interested to see how that pans out um and then we're into this dog fight and i think like everybody saw it it was very cool um there was two extremely slick moves uh din did the straight vertical takeoff and then essentially just cut the engines and was dropping straight back down and took out the tie on the way and kicked the engines back in uh very sick and Bo at the very end kicked the one wing up and cut the one engine this for the 180 move. uh to take out the last tie that was on her tail um also at zero G you see uh, the droids and I think Grogu too kind of floating up in the air and she kicks the engines back in right, right as she's skimming the surface of the water. Very, very cool stuff. Um, But then right when you think they're safe, the bombers come in, they blow up her like ancestral home, dirty move. Um, And I don't want, uh, okay. Ah, I don't want to say something that you think is crazy. Uh, and But then a whole bunch of other ships show up and they, and they have to jump to light speed to escape. Do you have any thoughts on where all these ships could have been coming from? Yeah, I, uh, well, I, th- I think that it's got to be a warlord we haven't met yet. Because mm. Gideon is supposedly locked up. Okay. You know? Okay. I, you know, I was thinking about it, and it, it, obviously it's not the right time. But, man, how stoked would you have been if instead of... So, I'm, I'm okay, glad... Okay, bear with me for one second, if you will. Like, so, Rosario Dawson tweeted, right? Yeah. Uh... She's excited for this next episode. Okay, whatever. I'm excited too. I love the show. Um, blowing up 
someone's home and not just their home. It's a castle for like a royal family. So like a home that really means something to this person and really to this culture to some extent, probably it's like really personal and tactical. Um, and then also let me draw you in with a small number of fighters and then overwhelm you once you get close with a huge number. These are all tactics that seem like something Grand Admiral Thrawn like would or has already kind of done. So I know it see it like that's crazy because why would he just show up in this show right now? Um other than Ahsoka was looking for him in the Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know who would well, so have all these what, fancy ties who like, <sighs> I don't know. So that's, that's the thing I was going to say. Although I don't know that I agree that blowing up an ancestral castle is a Thrawn move because he has an appreciation for culture and art and stuff. I think advanced tactics is totally a Thrawn move. But what, so what I was going to say was. It, I think having the interceptors was a nice touch because I think if it was just TIE fighters, we would have been mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, they can figure that out, even if there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, what if they were like, they were TIE defenders? You would, then you would freaking know it yeah. was Thrawn. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and they didn't make but, any yeah. of those. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not making them now. That's true. You know, but. Well, of anyway, not, I mean, they're it not could making be. them now because there's no more. Empire, really? Well, they're 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 probably still making ships somewhere. You think they're still making ties? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. No, they're not. No, they're definitely not because they're because Doctor Pershing is like he's literally cataloging all the decommissioned Imperial tech. So those would have to be old ships that were you know kept by some imperial someone i mean it wouldn't surprise me if they had a facility making some new stuff though i mean it'd be the same old stuff but like new you know i don't know Hmm. maybe maybe not but i guess uh, i was under the assumption that at this point any imperial gear would have been a carryover from before the fall of the empire. Yes. But let me present a counter argument to that. Have we ever seen that foldy wing X-wing before tie fighter before that Moff Gideon had? Hmm. Yeah, I I, well, I get no. I'm I saying guess. like this is small batch, mm-hmm. not like a big facility, you know. Um, well, and there's really just so much we don't know about this time yeah. period. You know, this was the first time we ever saw. Not to jump ahead in the episode, but this was the first time we ever saw Coruscant in whatever New Republic control, right? I think. Yeah. Um, we've only seen we've only seen old republic Cor- coruscant really mm-hmm. 
I don't think I don't even think we see Imperial Coruscant in there's live a, action. There's movies. a flash of it in in like the celebrations of Jedi. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. So, do you think that's crazy that 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 could potentially be thrown? Um. Yeah. No, I do not think it's crazy because I think like how many how many big bads do you introduce? I think it's either so I think the two options are well there's three options right so it's it's Thrawn it's someone new or it's Gideon from prison or someone in Gideon's one of Gideon's underlings mm-hmm. you know doing stuff on his behalf which I think we kind of see that happening in the Pershing arc anyway, right? Okay, so well we can we can go ahead and move ahead to that, but do you do you then think that um what's her name there? Uh Ilya Kane is still operating under Moff Gideon's instructions at this point? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Either his instructions or under some directive that was already predetermined for like what if you get captured. And I like I think like I think that she's I think that she sees that he's willing to help the new republic with his knowledge. So she's that's why she's like, Oh yeah? Flay your brain. You know? I see, and you could be a hundred percent right. I just read it as she's kind of a ruthless person and willing to do anything to advance her own career. And he is also someone that could potentially expose her as like being worse than she had portrayed herself to be. Cause like my impression is that to be eligible for this amnesty program, you had to be like, you know, like Pershing was a scientist who was doing this research and then he was commissioned and kind of forced to do, um, this tangential stuff against his will. Uh, and I, I assumed the other people that, and I could be making like, some completely incorrect leaps here, but I assumed the people that would be eligible for that would be other people that were not actively making whatever these horrible decisions. Um, you know, people that were just kind of going about their life and then maybe put in these bad situations or whatever. Uh, so I assumed that she kind of, because I think we can agree that she's just kind of like a bad person. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think she just was. And I think Moff Gideon kind of surrounded himself with people like that, probably. He wanted, like, true believers, like, people who really believed in, like, real fascists, basically, not just people who were uh, covering their own butts. Uh, right. So I think that she is, like, a legitimately bad person. And she probably lied about her involvement or who she was or what she has done or all of the above or whatever. And he could expose her. And so she's getting like kind of two birds with one stone. 
a this is an opportunity for her to be like hey the, look i'm one of the good guys you can't really trust him he's trying to steal from the salvage yard and yada 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 and i turned him in makes me look good maybe i can advance myself a little bit also i'm gonna get his mind flayed so he forgets who i am and it also covers my tracks a little bit yeah i it could be a multitude of things working together yeah. too yeah i'm in, i'm interested to see this wasn't the most exciting episode and i i think we inadvertently just covered like a good portion of what happened uh, yeah in the in the episode here um the only other thing i really wanted to touch on was that at the very beginning he's given his like little presentation in the same opera hall where Anakin Skywalker learned about Order 66. Just a little nod there, I guess. Or not about Order 66, sorry. About uh, um, uh, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Kyle a look. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that, was the, that was the cue I needed. I love that scene. I the that that scene is just it always makes me laugh because of how like forced nonchalant Palpatine is being. He's like, yeah. "Have you ever heard?" Like, come on, man. By the way, uh, this super random thing that you've definitely not ever heard of. Yeah, he was playing it super cool. That's Palpatine for you. Yeah, I I you know I think the other I I, I love this kind of world building stuff and. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to see how stupid the New Republic was. Yeah, making all kinds of mistakes. But I mean, like, we're not going to try to reverse engineer and use tech that the Empire was like. That's come on. We're just going to throw it all away. Yeah, it. it, But that's honestly that's that's how how we got to the bureaucratic machines just work too. Like, well, we have to get everything done so quickly that we're just going to make a decision and run with it, and 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 then that's you know sort of how the empire came about again. You know. Yeah. No, it just makes me think of like it literally made me think of like Operation Paperclip. You know, Operation Paperclip. I don't think so. Is how the U.S. government uh, hired a bunch of Nazi scientists to work for NASA. Oh yes, I did know about that actually. Yeah, um, so it's yeah, like, like straight you know, out of Germany. Mm-hmm. This is literally the you know because the Empire is like space Nazis, right? So it's like mm-hmm. the same. It could be the same thing. But then they're also kind not of. really utilizing him. You know, they they got. Well, Dr. that's what Pershing, I'm. That's what I'm saying is they're mind, not doing that. And then they just put him in a cubicle, and it seems like he's essentially just logging numbers or whatever. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they don't have names anymore, I'm like, that's what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, but you know, I guess they've got a. I hate to be this guy that like. You read the the stuff online that like, well, you know, they're they're doing all these things to fix the sequel trilogy, but like, uh, but there is not a long reign of the New Republic, right? Like, we go from Empire to New Republic to First Order in a relatively short period of time, so it stands to reason that the new Republic didn't hit the ground running, right? Like obviously they had to have problems. 
Um, and I think that seems obvious in this episode, right? Once we get, cause we don't Mandalorian's out on the outer rim doing his own, like kind of wild West situation. Most of the time we don't see a ton of this stuff. Um, yeah. but it, it seems like they're doing a lot of dumb stuff and making a lot of dumb mistakes and maybe repeating some mistakes and, uh, well, and I just, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the narrative that like they're doing this now because of the sequel trilogy. Like, I think that they're, they're, I don't think it's fixing the, the sequel trilogy. I think they're just doing the same thing that they do with anything is that they're writing stories to fill in the gap. It's the same thing that Kenobi is. It's the same thing that Rogue mm-hmm. One is. And I mean, we were, they were, they already told, they already told this story of like, demilitarization and like not paying close enough attention to like former imperials or imperial sympathizers and that's what led to the first order like they already told that story in bloodline and yeah, I, I was think other books as well about like the fixing the no but that but thing. that is it that is like a thing that people say though the logical filling of the gap like if we know this is what happened then what had to happen between the two points we know about to make that happen? You know, it's like the logical next step. Yeah. Because if the new Republic was awesome and everybody was happy and they were taking care of everyone and it was a utopia, then the first order would not have come about like 20 years later or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, The thing I was going to mention was that at, it was interesting to me. We've never really seen people like this before that I can think of, but when Pershing was giving his little speech there at the opera hall towards the beginning of this middle act here, we run into a bunch of like kind of rich socialite, like elitists basically. Um, Nothing's different for them. Yeah, and they do a pretty good job of expressing that no matter who's in charge, their life has been the same for the last 40 years throughout the whole thing. Um, And that's funny to me because we, we always see the other side. We see the people who are being terrorized and oppressed and they're like sacrificing their lives to rise up against this government. But of, of course... If you're rich and you live in the capital and and you're probably donating to people's political campaigns and you're attending fundraisers and all these things, like you're just living your life and it never touches you and that's gross and it's realistic and uh, just I, I thought it was interesting to see that because we always see the people you know on the front lines, but then of course there's you know jerks like this who all, who make jokes about it. Um, yeah, that was funny. And did you, there was the Moncala. Do you remember in the, yeah. did he, he looks like almost metallic, Golden. like he was gold. Yeah. yeah in the, yeah. in the first shot there, I, I was taken aback. I think it was He's just from hiding. Oh, isn't that feared? <laughs> uh, so I want to say one more thing just sure. uh, about the, so I know that you were just making a joke, but th- that is, that is the way that, people are online like the oh this is just a coordinated campaign to fix the sequel trilogy or whatever but i want to exhibit exhibit a uh no one was complaining about 
The Force Awakens, with the exception of, oh, it's too much like, well, one, yeah. Luke's not in it, you know, and then two, it's, it's, um, Luke's not in it except for a second, you know, and then it's too much like A New Hope. But there was no, like, there was no complaints about the like overall narrative of the movie and bloodline came out the next year, which in 2016, which was before the last Jedi. And that's when the, you know, the, the crapsters online, Mm -hmm. you know, got on their high horse. Um, so like we were already telling this story that this episode is telling before the fan base, the that segment of the fan base turned on the sequel trilogy. You know, the same people that are complaining now and saying that mm-hmm. like that would that would be complaining now and saying like, oh, they're just telling these stories to to fix the sequel trilogy. Like that's it's not even one not the of the case. things they were originally upset about. Yeah. So anyway. Um but yeah then they So she rats out Pershing whether this is we're jury's still out on why we're, we'll find yeah. out why uh whether sure this is out. for her own personal gain to cover her background this is part of a previously established uh plan for if things go wrong some combination of all these things we don't know yet but she rats out pershing who I think we all agree it's like a pretty sympathetic character. He's pretty much just been used by everybody the whole time. I think he like, it seems like he means well, like he has the best of intentions. Um, But she rats him out and then he gets what seems to be like the most horrible punishment you can get. They're just going to erase. Now, the doctor is presenting it as we found a way to use it at a low voltage so it just makes you forget certain things because it's presented as he's having trouble adjusting. Um, whether or not that's actually true, whether they even believe it to be true, I think is a little ambiguous. But either way... Uh, she finds a way to stay in that room while he's under undergoing the treatment, the punishment, the whatever. Uh, and she cranks that baby up to 12 and definitely wipes his whole memory. Um, so now I don't know. Are you under the impression that means he just loses like his personal memories is he now like doesn't know how to speak? Does he not know uh, the capital of the galaxy anymore? Does he not? Does he like? I'm not really sure. I'm I'm really not like I I'm I'm hoping to find out because like I, yeah I don't if the thing is he remembers all does he still remember all that cloning bit? but just doesn't remember people in his own personal history. Uh, Cause then maybe he is a, a tool of the first order still going forward. Who, who even knows? Um, I think if his memory is completely wiped to zero, that pretty much is the end of Dr. Pershing, right? 
I mean, if you make him a vegetable, then what life yeah. does he even have at that point? Well, and of course, we don't, it's not explained what it does. Mm-hmm. All we have is Cara Dune's, exp- uh, um, you know, mention of it, and then this. That's it. Yeah. Well, Dr. Pershing, I think, is a relatively smart guy, at least as far as tech goes. And he was very, very scared of it. So yeah, it seems pretty bad to me. I love that that little piece of fan service that they put in there, even though it was like a serious moment. When he yells at the Moncala, it's a trap. Phenomenal. And he does a little look yeah. to the side, like a little yeah. off-camera look. I love it. Yeah. Like Jim yeah. looking at the camera. Excellent stuff. It was a trap. Hmm? Tab tab yeah. tab t- texts me and she goes, "Oh, you didn't tell me there was a handsome Mon Calamari in this episode." Two actually, a gilded one and a doctor. Yeah. Um, and then, in addition to that being a trap, that's almost a wrap too, because we get Din and uh, Bo showing up at the covert and saying, "We were in the water. We've got our helmets on. We're in the club," and that's about it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. I have one thing I'd like to add. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that uh, what would be perceived as my profession of social work okay. has been relegated to droids oh, in, the, everything, in the Star Wars universe. Everything's automated in the future, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did have a so. personal, like, uh, a mental health droid there, didn't he? It's more yeah. of just like a... I thought she was like um, an administrator of the amnesty program, and she was doing yeah. these follow-up meetings. But um, that's still like a social work role. That's pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look at it like it was a therapist, but she's definitely doing the like, I'm your contact for this outreach program. That's still like a, a social worky thing. So yeah. um, it's interesting how he was trying to bend the like – um. Oh well, if it's for their, I can't remember what he said, but he, he was, was justifying like, it to himself. Like if it's for their own benefit, if it's something they yeah. could use, yeah. Well, I uh, she she also said something in the episode too that was sort of like, oh yeah, she was like, well, that's uh, blindly following orders is how we got into problems in the first place. Which, like, yes, that's true. But also, that's something someone could just say to break almost any rule, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, they told us they told us not to break in there and steal, but like you know, blindly doing what they told us caused us a bunch of problems before, so we should probably just break in and steal. Uh, it's like a kind of a slippery slope to me, <laughs> um, but also she's not wrong. So, uh, yeah. Kind of a a gray area, kind of using it to her own benefit there. Do you have anything else about the Mandalorians at the end there? There wasn't a ton to it. No. Kind of, yeah, we bathed in the waters. It was very dope. Um, They gave him, she gave, he gave his sample to the um, armor and she poured it in her little situation there. Confirmed. Everybody's in the club. Yeah. I bet Paz Vizsla still has some. Oh, he's bitter, Betty, feelings. all the time. He's always so butthurt. I think he's got a. My great granddaddy was a somebody. Yeah. He's just 
Try to live up to that family legacy years later. Even though they're all dead, probably. Yep. All right, man. You got anything else to add? Or are you about ready to uh, blow this thing uh, and go home? Let's blow it. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. All right, so that was our uh, episode for the Mandalorian chapter nineteen, the the covert. The covert. So um, hope you had a good time, you know, theorizing, and maybe maybe tomorrow we're gonna see Thrawn. Who knows? It or could something. happen. They'd love to sneak, just sneak it right up on you like that, wouldn't they? Or Pershing part two. Never know. You think? But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, it's possible. Anything could happen. You never know. Anything could happen. Hey, it no could body, happen. They're not Make dead. Yeah. That's a callback. Ha! Did you send? You sent me that. I think there's um, one in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So outer rim beacon on all the platforms. Outer rim beacon at gmail.com to email us. And uh, yeah, I've been Josh. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. And uh, where can they find you? Nailed it. Kyle? Uh, I've been Kyle. Going to continue to be in the future, too. Uh, you can find me on social media at KB underscore legend. Uh, tag me in your hilarious memes. Or your All right. uh, classic McDonald's commercials. Yeah, send us some, send us your favorite McDonald's commercial. Actually, That's that would we be want. awesome if you if I got tagged in even one McDonald's commercial next week, I would be very pleased. Do it. All right, we'll check you guys next week. Go do something Star Warsy or whatever Justin would say. Yeah, do something Star Warsy. See Go hug a clone. <laughs> That's what Justin. <laughs> yeah, would say. yeah, lick some boots and worship the Empire. See you later, guys. You know, it's a bummer that Justin's not here. He'd have probably been sympathizing with uh, communications officer Kane. Probably.